Great. All right, guys, welcome. How's it going? It's going good, Nick. How you doing? Great, great. I got Chris and Eric Martinez with me, uh, also known as the Dynamic Duo. They are their brothers, business partners, and just all around awesome guys. Uh, I know we met a couple months ago at a uh, fitness conference, and I was just kind of taken away by your guys' passion for health and wellness, and I really want to make sure we got you on here. So thanks, thanks for joining us and uh, being on the Self Care Summit. Yeah, no, likewise. Thank you, um, you know, for letting us come on and share some wisdom. And uh, I, I think we all got something kind of related. We all got some good eyebrows going, right? That, you know, that's kind of like step number one to being a, a successful online uh, business coach, I believe. You got to have good eyebrows. Exactly. Like, and then you and I got the beard game going on strong. Yeah, <laughs> that's step two. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're excited, Nick, to just, you know, share our story, share some of our wisdom and just, uh, you know, give a lot of value to your listeners. So thank you again for having us. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Cool. Let me uh, let me go ahead and just read your bio real quick for everybody, and then we'll kind of get going from there. I'm just going to do kind of an abridged version. So uh, Chris and Eric Martinez, also known as the Dynamic Duo, operate a world-class online fitness and lifestyle company by the name of Dynamic Duo Training. Uh, they are business coaches that own uh, the Dynamic Inner Circle, where they help fitness enthusiasts build and grow their online coaching businesses, along with, with being number one international best-selling authors and speakers. And uh, one thing I love about your guys' bio is that you put on here that you practice what you preach. And that's to live a dynamic lifestyle, which for you guys means um, being full of life, health, wealth, love, and happiness, and never to be static or complacent. I think that's that's kind of the main reason I, I wanted you guys on here, because that, that's the vibe I totally get uh, for both of you, especially when you're together. So I really want to just kind of uh, get you guys involved, because I know that's that's big for me, and I think that's big for, for you guys and a lot of other people. So yeah. we're take a minute kind of introduce uh, who each of you are, and so we can uh, you know, kind of put a name to the twins. I'll let uh, Big Bro take it away since he's a minute older. <laughs> See, the older brother has to do all the all, take the initiative all the time. So, uh, I am Eric Martinez. Uh, this is my twin brother, Chris uh, Martinez. So we are identical twins. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just we're we're full, you know, blooded entrepreneurs. We've been doing this for the last eight years, just um, in the trenches with fitness. We've kind of transition transitioned more over to fitness uh, business coaching to personal trainers gym owners and fitness enthusiasts because we've had a ton of mentors um, a ton of you know experience uh just you know with our business growing a successful six six figure online fitness coaching business and and now it's kind of our due diligence to you know teach that back and just you know show people how to play bigger in life and you know get out of that scarce mindset mm -hmm. yeah i love that awesome uh eric anything you want to want to add about yourself um, that's, if I go a little bit more back, you know, we can go a little bit deeper into like our story. I think what kind of got us here was um, 18, well, we were 18, about maybe 16 years ago, or sorry, about maybe 15 years ago, we actually lost our father uh, to a car accident three days before Christmas and we were seniors in high school. Um, so that led us down a really dark path for about six years and, and we call it hell because that's what it felt like we were in hell for six years. You know, we faced seeing our mother, you know, to, uh, she turned to alcoholism, antidepressants. Uh, we lost our grandmother to cancer three months after we lost our father. So our whole family kind of crumbled, you know, and we really didn't have anybody else to depend on besides ourselves, you know. So once we saw that light at the end of the tunnel, we had our first mentor, uh, Dr. Wayne Norton, and he's an online fitness coach as well, too. So if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would be here because that's kind of where it uh, you know, sparked everything that we're doing. And ever since, we've kind of just kept our foot on the gas pedal, just building, building, building. And, you know, it's a double-edged sword because in a way it's not that good because we've kind of put our head down and suppressed our anger and all of everything that was going on with us, which we should have dealt with. And mm -hmm. that was 
dealing with it, just building, building, grinding, grinding, the next thing, the next thing. But now what we're doing is we've actually come to peace with everything that we've been through and we're helping people out. And that's why we're helping them expand their lifestyles as well, too. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And uh, I touched, I interviewed uh, Pat Rigsby a week ago and something, you know, I think you guys know him and something he touched on was we got, you know, trying to move away from that grinding mentality that a lot of us entrepreneurs get put into. I'm just a lot of people out there that have been watching too. So it's cool to hear you guys say that too. Of like, man, you know, it's, it's important to slow down and uh, it's important to kind of take care of ourselves. So awesome. Awesome. Um, cool guys. Uh, why don't you tell me kind of, you know, how you got into the, the wellness industry and kind of how, how you, Hey, Nick. <laughs> Lost you guys there. It, was it on our end or yours? Uh, I'm not sure. doesn't matter. Um, okay. Where did you guys lose me at? We just, we just stopped on um, just when Chris got done telling our story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, I, I interviewed Pat Rigsby last week, and it was pretty cool. And he said something similar to you guys. Like, you know, I think it's time we all realize that it's not about always grinding, and it's not always about doing more work, and that it's about, you know, taking care of ourselves and slowing down, too. So, it's cool to hear you guys start to say the same thing um, that him and I talked about. So how'd you guys, how'd you guys get into a wellness career? I mean, how'd you go from, you know, hit being in hell to being wellness entrepreneurs and, and showing other people and uh, leading other people into, into wellness and, and happier lifestyles? How'd you guys make that shift? Yeah, no, great question. So I think that, that the, the way we got into wellness was just because, you know, when we lost our father, the only way we kind of were able to alleviate that pain and anger was in the weight room. That, that was really our, our outlet to get away and escape. So um, we got really fascinated just by weight training, just, you know, um, body compositional changes, the whole science behind it. Um, so that's when we started getting our, you know, personal training um, certifications, our nutrition certifications. Um, and that's when we hired mentors to just, you know, further our education and pretty much just master that skill set of coaching and, and being, you know, like the best fitness coaches and, and practitioners that we possibly can be. So that's what got us into the fitness realm of things. And then going kind of in transitioning to the, uh, the fitness business world was just, you know, playing bigger, you know, taking bigger leaps of faith and joining high level masterminds, just kind of thinking outside of the box and, investing $25,000 in, you know, business masterminds, personal branding, um, coaching days, advertising, marketing, um, you know, coaches. So that's what really kind of expanded our knowledge and our skill set there to where now we're just like pretty much transitioning and teaching that all back within our dynamic inner circle, whether that's through our courses, through our one-to-one -one coaching days or our workshops that we teach here in Los Angeles. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and like where the, I don't know, where's that passion come from though? Like how I many, where's that piece? Eric, can you talk about that at all? Yeah, I think where that passion comes from is, you know, we, we were personal trainers for three years. So we were actually in the trenches, personal trainers, and we, we know where the, the personal trainer mindset is. It's a very scarce mindset to where they have a lot of self-limiting beliefs to where they only think that they can only be a personal trainer. And, you know, they don't want to do sales. They don't want to do marketing. They don't want to expand. They don't want to sit there and take risks. And we were like that. So we knew kind of what those self-limiting beliefs were. We knew how that inhibited us from growing, you know, and going forward as well too. So we want to just pay it back, you know, because we lost so much money, so much time with that type of mindset. So we know now, you know, from the mentorships, the experience, everything like that, that we can give this back and be able to teach, you know, these fitness enthusiasts, these, these fit pros, how to sit there and, and develop a growth mindset, how to break those belief barriers and how to sit there and just do things that you never thought possible. And, and not only that, just to add, I mean, the way we can teach them is what I like saying is, you know, building a business around your ideal lifestyle, right? Through 
the four pillars of life, the good life, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And that's why we're so big on those pillars, just because um, that's the way we were taught by our mentors to build our business. And at the end of the day, if you really think about that, um, if you don't have your health, um, you're not going to be able to have a long-term sustainable business or do anything for, for the fact of the matter. If you don't have any type of wealth that you're trying to go after creating, whether you're giving back, whether you're chasing more experiences, more travel, you know, doing something for a bigger cause, then you're probably not going to have a really good, you know, whole life journey within entrepreneurism. If you don't have love, you know, whether that's a significant other or even self-love, love yourself, you can't sit there and love others. And then happiness, right? We're all chasing some sort of happiness, joy, and daily fulfillment, right? So you can't be going through the motions building a business just for the wrong reasons and, you know, just chase money or else you're going to be very unhappy. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and that's kind of what we put on this, this summit is to start this conversation around, you know, it's not about having a ton of money and having no fun and no love and no happiness because then, then you're poor, you know, yeah. it's cool. I think entrepreneurs are really starting to lead this mindset, you know, of, Hey, like you can have, you can have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't yeah. have to be this thing where you show up to work and you hate your job and you're miserable. It's like, no, there's tools. Um, you know, and the ones, even the ones that entrepreneurs are teaching, you can apply to, you know, working in the corporate world. I mean, that's the first book I read about that was the four hour uh, work week. I'm sure you guys have read that such a great resource like oh I can work and I can also not be miserable like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's funny you mentioned that too because I mean we like I said we've been in really high level masterminds with like people that are making you know seven eight figures right and yeah. there's you can just tell they're very unhappy that there's something missing so it just goes to show that you know you can have all the money in the world all the success all the wealth but it does not mean at the end of the day that you're gonna be happy no they're not uh, they don't necessarily go hand in hand yeah I've been, I've been broke and happy and that's not too bad. <laughs> not that bad. It's like the only way from that, that, that type of, uh, you know, situation is up. So you have to just yeah. go. Yeah. And then, you know, I've been, I've had money and been un unhappy and that's even worse because then you're confused. It's like, yeah. I, was told, I was told I'm supposed to be happy, you know? Um, so what do you, what do you guys do for self care? I mean, I know you guys work out and take care of yourselves, but not, and I'm sure it's important. So what are kind of your tips for self care that you guys employ? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off with two things that are a little bit outside the scope of like, you know, working out and stuff like that. But uh, we always um, implement a morning routine, right? So we have 60 minutes where that's our me time to where we're priming our mindsets, we're taking care of ourselves, whether that's reading, listening to like an, uh, a podcast, audio book, watching a video. Um, and after that, we have a wind down routine. So eight o'clock, we shut it down. You know, that's a non-negotiable. Don't work past that hour because we always used to work past 10 or 11 and it would sacrifice yeah, really. our sleep and then we would be unhappy. So we have a wind down routine to where we sit there and shut it off at eight o'clock. That's our time to watch like, you know, a Netflix show or just one little small reward for the day, the days of work, right? And then, um, you know, outside of that, we'll do like four days a week where we'll go to the gym, we'll do some resistance training because we love that. And then another thing we started incorporating was boxing. So if you haven't done boxing, man, um, that is an awesome, awesome workout, like especially for an entrepreneur because uh, the, the mindset type of stuff, right? The mental push in boxing. So we've been doing that and, you know, it's just been absolutely amazing. So that's kind of what we do for self-care. Okay. And then and uh, let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you about that wind down routine. Yeah. I think that's super important. So that's like eight o'clock comes, hard stop. Cell phones down, emails off. Um, can you talk just a little more about that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to have to steal this tip, I'm sure. No, absolutely. Yeah, just like you said, just a hard stop, shut everything down, and then it's just about being present, you know, whether you have a significant other, whether you're just, you know, doing something else, you know. But for us, what we do is we just go for a walk to clear our mind completely, 
right after that and then we do like a static stretch we'll go take a shower we'll eat a meal we'll mm -hmm. do um, you know something as far as like watching a movie watching a show so we can get our minds completely off business because i've seen too many people where they'll watch like something that towards business related sure. or the book to where it's like business related and then it just gets your mind spinning again right so then it leads into your sleep so for us it's more kind of like how do we shut our brains off and just get away from like all that noise that we've been facing yeah. throughout the day with entrepreneurism i love it and then getting even if you're going to read something or watch something there's a cutoff there too it's not like i'm going to go pick up the four-hour work week or yeah. i'm not going to go pick up a, a book about you know programming if i'm a programmer it's like cut off that whole part of the brain and let it almost like rest and let it recover sounding like Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just cool. being very diligent with just, you know, a, a good sleep cycle to where like, Hey, you're going to sleep at 10 o'clock. You're waking up at five or six and you're just repeating that every single day, just being diligent, making it a habit. Awesome. And Chris, what about you? Anything to add? Uh, yeah. So for me, um, pretty much I've been just experimenting more with uh, creating space for myself. And when I say creating space for myself, I mean, just, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, the whole shebang, just because, again, um, if we don't create space for ourselves, um, you know, all we do is kind of go through the motions. It's a vicious cycle of that hamster wheel just nonstop, right, where we're just grinding, 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 and we don't have time to think, right? So if we're going through those motions and then being in that hamster wheel, all of our creative juices start getting shut down. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need to sit there and create more space for ourselves. And what I mean by that is, so for example, is like I'll go and pretty much just, you know, go somewhere for the entire day, whether that's like, you know, go to like a two hour drive, just so I'm not, just so I don't have to be in my normal environment to where I can actually think and just, you know, process everything that's going on emotionally, physically, you know, spiritually. Um, I could sit there and go for a weekend and rent like, you know, a hotel somewhere just to where it's like, Hey, I'm not in my normal, um, you know, habitat in my room, my, my living room, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm just space somewhere else so I can think a little bit differently. So those are some examples um, that I use, but that's something that's just been working out very well for me, for me because I do get overwhelmed. Yeah. I'll give you guys, I'll give you one more really good practical step on creating space. Uh, we got this from one of our mentors too. And he said at least once a week, you guys, you, you need to sit there and take one full day off, whether that's Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every single month, you should take a weekend off. Mm -hmm. Every single quarter, you should take an entire week off. So I thought that was really, really good. No. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, you're not saying take three days off. You're not saying take a month a year. It's like break it up into let's call it even like digestible pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I can do a day. Okay. I could do a weekend. I can do a week. Yeah. That's because other people are, you know, I hear people saying, you know, I can't take that much time off, right? There's no way I can go from not taking time off to taking a bunch. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've come up with my best ideas while being on vacation. That's how uh, my brother and I came up with our, the idea to open our gym last year. We were on a beach in Cuba, you know, and it's like, because what you say, Chris, like your mind thinks differently when you put yourself in a different space Absolutely. and when you give it more space. So I think that that's a master tip guys. Really, really think it is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so let's, why don't we dive into kind of the topic, the four pillars of the good life. And I know you also refer to it as, you know, the four pillars of, uh, health and wellness. So tell me, tell me about that. Let's break it down and kind of talk about your guys' approach to uh, the four pillars. Yeah. So again, that, that kind of comes with the approach of living a dynamic lifestyle, just, you know, not being static, just uh, aiming to be 1% better in all areas of life. And I'm a big proponent too on like, you know, core values, right? So I advocate that to your listeners, to anybody to, you know, take, you know, at least a couple hours 
do a brain dump on what your core values are as a person, right? And that will bring so much to the table and it'll bring a lot more clarity, you know, for your vision going forward. So, um, you know, for us, we kind of came up with that concept of the four pillars through one of our mentors. And then we actually wrote about it in our book, The New Era of Fitness, just because Again, it ties into everything. It doesn't matter kind of like what expertise you're in. I mean, those four pillars are those four pillars, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I always put health at the forefront because again, health overrules everything. If you can't have, if you're not healthy, you're just going to be, you know, always like struggling through life. You're going to be bedridden. You're going to be spending a lot of money on hospital bills. So health is everything. It overrules everything. So that's why we're just a big proponent on these uh, four pillars of life, just because, you know, if you can master I don't want to say master because it's very hard to master them. I think that if you can find a good balance between health, wealth, love, and happiness, then you're going to live just that more purposeful, joyful, and, and, and a fulfilled life going forward. You really are. Yeah. Um, so in terms of health, like what's the, let's drill down into there. What is that? I know it means something different for all of us. Uh, what does it mean for you guys when you, when you say health? Yeah. So when I, when I say health, when we talk about the four pillars, we're talking about um, physical and uh, mental. mental health, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people will be like, okay, well, yeah, I got the physical health down and yeah, I, I'm in shape and I work out and this and that, and that's great, you know, but what about the mental health though? Mm -hmm. What about the six pack in your brain? You know, and that's a lot of things that people don't really realize. They're always chasing kind of like the exterior part that the body composition changes, putting that at a pedestal. Instead, they should be having that only just as a part of their health. You know, they should also have the mental side of it too, because you, you know, as an entrepreneur, Nick, I mean, it's just, man, if you don't have your mental health, it can be a huge mind F, yeah. you know what I mean? So you have to be mentally strong. You have to be mentally fit, you know, to be able to do oh. that. That's why we always, you know, you know, advocate mental and physical health as well. Too. Yeah. And I, I love how the conversation is starting to go there now, even, even among, amongst guys, where I don't think five years, 10 years ago that was happening, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm strong physically. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you guys know from training high level uh, clients, like they have, they always have something in common. Like the way they think is just different. Um, they're just, they're tough. Like they're, they're optimistic. They, they figure out how to make, how to get things done. Have you, have you noticed anything like that? Any kind of commonalities in people's mental health and related to their wealth? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, I think a good example of that is too, because we work with a lot of like fitness coaches and stuff and we were, you know, actual practitioners, you know, in the trenches and, you get so busy worrying about everybody else and serving your clients to where you forget about your happiness and your mental health, right? It's like, you're so worried about just what they're going through and to, you know, help them out to where it's like, man, what about me? You know? And it's just like, that's not healthy. It's just really, really bad. And it can become a very vicious cycle going forward. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Um, how about in terms of the wealth? What's the, what's that mean to you guys? So for wealth, I, I like telling people wealth can mean a lot of different things. And it really just depends on what it is that you're chasing in that form of wealth. So it could be, you know, creating, you know, more finances, more financial freedom for yourself. It could be creating more experiences, more traveling. Um, it could be even t uh, more of like a philanthropy type of approach where you're giving back for a charity, you know, making your money matter. So um, that's what I like to kind of, um, you know, diving into when I'm talking about wealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then how about love? I mean, that's, I love that. Love, love, big fan. Uh, and then you guys even talked about self-love and I, I don't think that gets talked about enough. And I think one of you said like, if I don't love myself then how can I love other people? Exactly. How, do you, how do you guys approach love and, and how do you teach that? What does that look like? Yeah. So then like with love, like I'm, I'm a big proponent on self-love because 
I, I struggle with this too. You know, and I've struggled with being vulnerable, being empathetic, and it's something I'm working on. And it's very tough to, to master, especially too when, you know, you're brought, a lot of us are brought up in you know households where our parents don't really teach that, right? Or they don't teach that in the school system. So thus, the carryover to life is just it's a, it's a struggle, you know, to be vulnerable and empathetic. But now in today's era, I feel like that we're in an interactive marketing world, right? To where it's like, we're buying people. We want to make connections um, to where it's like, we have to show empathy. We have to be vulnerable. So that starts off with your day, you know, looking in a mirror every single day, telling you, telling yourself, I am enough. I have yeah. value off of the world. You know, it's like, I do love myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm aiming to be better, but that's okay. I'm a work in progress and that's fine. And I think a lot of people don't sit there and approach their day like that. Right. So I think if we can create more self love, the love we're going to give to other people going forward and the way we're going to be able to serve other people. I mean, it's going to be amazing, you know, and if we talk about just like love with like, you know, significant others and stuff. I mean, if that's something you're seeking, I think we're all seeking to be in love with a significant other. Right. So, and, and a good little tip for the audience with love is pick up the book, the five love languages. <laughs> five love language. I've never met anyone that's read that. Everyone always like quotes it and talks about it, but I'm like, have you read that? Book? Yeah. Have yeah, you guys read good book. Yeah, because once you know, like, what your one or two, like, you know, love languages are, I mean, from there, man, you just kind of express that to the significant other, and they need to fulfill that love tank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. my wife and I have a joke. She'll do something that, she, she like, bothers the crap out of me. She's like, this is how I give love. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not how I receive it. You know, what are we, what's going on here? It's a, it's a great book, yeah. I'll, actually, I'll try to actually read it this time. Instead yeah, of absolutely. Um, yeah, and Eric, anything else for you around love? I mean, you know, Chris, I love what you said about, just wake up and believe that you're enough and that we're work in progress and that we're fine. We're perfect how we are. We don't need to constantly make ourselves better in order to love ourselves. I think that that's just like, that's sage advice just to believe that we're yeah. um, Eric, do you have anything else? You seem more like the lover. You seem more like the softer of the, of the two brothers, man. So this, this, guy's, this guy's the lover right here, man. But just to add to that, like you said, I think that's a, it's really good what he said about that because especially in today's society with so much things going on, so many shiny objects, so much comparison, so much like pressure, you know, a lot of people just beat the shit out of themselves. You know, they're always constantly judging themselves and, and shaming themselves and guilty themselves. And one of my mentors told me, he said, where there's judgment, there is no growth. There's no room for growth. There's no room for growth. And you, when you just really think about that, right, you constantly judge yourself, beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. You can't grow because you're so blinded by it, you know? So in turn, you want to sit there and, and be able to say that I do have value. I, I can make the world a better place. I do have something to offer here, you know, instead of sitting there speaking yourself up because it does no good at the end of the day. But then on the flip side, I do, I do believe in being a little bit hard on yourself in phases in life because you cannot just sit there and coast and just be all like happy, like, you know, lackadaisical because then that leads a little bit to complacency. So you got to just know kind of like time and place when to kind of turn off that, that turn it on and turn it off with that phase of being a little bit hard on yourself as well too. Yeah. Um, any master tips on love? I mean, it's almost kind of like you guys might use affirmations or you might use some kind of mantra or anything like that. What, what, any tip on that on how to increase the self love? I think that, I think that the best one would be is just, I, I like the words of uh, affirmation. So maybe you could do like, I'm a big fan of doing brain dumps, like whether that's like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe there's, maybe you could just sit down, do a brain dump on a white piece of paper and just say all the good qualities about yourself. You know, what you have to offer people, you know, just how do I show more compassion to people? And, you know, that might be something you can put on the wall or just somewhere as a reminder every morning to, 
program your subconscious to think, okay, I need to love myself a little bit more. I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to start off this day being negative. Let's be a little bit more abundant. Yeah. And the, the, the other thing you can do is just go back like into your, your past and your experiences, right? You know, where, where was it that this kind of all started to where you weren't seeking that love or that validation, right? So maybe it was with your parents. Maybe it was specifically with your mom, specifically with your dad. Maybe there was a trauma or an experience that caused you to be able to be like this right now. Because if you always look back in, in the past and your past experiences, that usually is kind of like why you are the way you are like presently, you know? And it's just something that you have to work on just like anything else. Totally. I mean, most of us are operating present moment from past yep. patterning and habits. And then we wonder like, well, why is my life not working out? It's like, well, keep doing the same things that were, were holding us back. Right. Yep. And I think it's, I mean, I can hear and talking to you guys that you, you work on the mental health piece. Like that's not, you're, you're walking the walk. Um, and again, I think it's so cool to get, to get guys and, you know, masculine guys in a room and talk about mental health, love. I really think it's, it's, it's cutting edge to it, to, to a large degree. You know, it's, it's, I'm really excited to see where, where the fitness industry is evolving. It's not just the physical body that we were talking about. Yeah. And I appreciate you mentioning that, man, because it does, it takes, it takes time, you know, and it's, it's hard to do that, you know, because, you know, as men, we're, we're supposed to be macho. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to have our ego. We can't sit there and be vulnerable. It's just, <laughs> nope, that, that's not the way it should be, you know? <laughs> totally. And it's, it's, it's a, you learn it, right? It's just like training in the gym. There's no difference. It's, it's something you practice and you suck at it first and you get better at it, right? And, and keep growing your capacity. Just reps and sets, baby. That's it. Reps and sets. <laughs> reps and sets of self-love. Let's, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> awesome. And the, uh, so the last, last thing, guys, on the, uh, the fourth book of happiness. What, that's going to be different for all of us. You know, my happiness is going to be different from Chris's, different from Eric's. You know, Eric, for you, what is, what breaks down happiness for you? Yeah. I mean, with happiness too, like the, it's just really a byproduct of all the other three pillars, you know, with health, love, and, um, and wealth, you know? So if you got all of those three pillars down as a byproduct, your happiness will increase, you mm -hmm. know? And like Eric said, it's never going to be a point to where you're going to master all these pillars, but it is a point to where you can sit there and balance on them and kind of work at them to get 1% better at each um, one of those pillars, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like an aggregate of your, of your, of your life. Right. And it's like, I'm doing well with my love and doing well with my health and doing well with my, my wealth. It's like, oh, okay, now that's going to all feed into my happiness bank down or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one thing we do too with like our inner circle students where we have them come here to LA for a coaching day. Like we'll do the four pillars and we'll ask him, be vulnerable right now. You know, mm -hmm. what, this isn't going anywhere else. It's just us. What area do you need actually to work on in these four pillars of life? And whatever area it is, it just kind of opens their eyes on shit. Well, I need to like, give my wife maybe more love. I need to give myself more love. I need yeah. to go travel more. I need to make more money. You know what I mean? So it's just a nice eye opener to kind of see where you're at in life, and what you need to really work on going forward. Yeah. I mean, writing it down on a piece of paper. I mean, what I've seen with my coaching clients, you guys tell me if you've seen this is like, if they identify something in this corner, let's say in the wealth, right? It usually is showing up in the love, in the happiness, in the self-worth piece. Have you guys found that that there's correlations in there and all these different pillars? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, how about you? What's the, what's kind of the aggregate of, of the health of, excuse me, of the happiness for you and how you look at it? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just, you gotta have to really just kind of just think like, what, what is it every day when you wake up, what is it that you're kind of looking forward to doing, right? What is going to make you the most fulfilled? What are you, what are you going to have that ambition to go after? Um, and I, again, I'm a big proponent on writing things down like you just mentioned. So it's like, 
write down, you know, like five things that make you truly happy in your life, right? Maybe that's going to the gym. Maybe that's spending time with somebody. Maybe that's going to the movies. For me, what makes me happy is traveling. I love traveling and experiencing different cultures, different places, because it makes me more abundant. It, cre it gets my creative juices flowing. Then I can sit there and be like, okay, I can apply this somewhere. I'm, I'm grateful for this. Maybe I see this differently now. So um, I think you just have to really figure out what is it in your life and, and, and as a person that makes you truly happy on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys have said it a couple times in different ways. You've talked about two different things. you talked about scarcity and abundance. Um, and I know those are kind of hot words that are out there. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't think it's something people actually explain. Um, would you mind kind of diving into that? Because they play off of each other. They're, they're mindsets. Um, so would you guys maybe mind diving into that as like a bonus tip here on I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk about the scarcity. So like with the scarcity, um, I think it does travel back to, um, you know, being raised by our parents or our school system or just our cultures, you know, um, and, and it's just different from different uh, cultures and schools and parenting and all that stuff. But a lot of it does stem from that. And that's where that scarcity mindset comes from to where, oh, you got to play it safe in life. You know, you can't mm -hmm. sit and roll the dice you can't take a lot of risk because we're taught to go through school we're taught to go to college we're taught to buy a house we're taught to buy a car or have a family you know I'm not saying any of that's wrong you know to each their own but that's what we're taught is pretty much like that cookie cutter system and that's playing safe so whenever you think about doing something else of course people freak out and they're like oh heck no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna take a risk I'm not gonna make this big investment because I'm not gonna get an ROI it's outside of my norms I'm, I, I'm going outside of the playing it safe zone you know so yeah. That's the whole scarcity mindset that I see. And, you know, I, I don't know where it's going forward with everything, especially with the internet these days, but that's something I like helping my students with because I know what it's like being in that scarce mindset. I went to college. I went from high school to college. I got a degree. I went and got a job. I didn't like my job, you know, and I was playing it safe in that scarce mindset. And it wasn't until I, I invested in myself and the, and the masterminds, the coaches to break those belief barriers, you know, so I want to help other people do that as well. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. And then Chris, how about the, the abundance piece? How, how does that kind of play off of it? And how do they kind of work together? And, you know, I, I mean, oh, abundance is a way to get over scarcity, but what, what do you have to add on that? Yeah, and I want to use kind of an abundance in a, in a different context. So I want to kind of just kind of use it in the context of fitness. So for me, let's say that, you know, I, I try to be abundant every single day, right, with my health, um, just because I am healthy. I, I can open up my eyes. I can sit there and have the ability to go to the gym, um, improve my body composition, improve my health. There's a lot of people out there in the world that cannot do that because of their, you know, physical limitations, uh, deformities, diseases that they're, you know, they don't have any control of, and it's freaking sad. It really is, man. So <clears throat> when you think about that, how blessed you are to just wake up every day to just open up your eyes, go to the gym, go for a walk, go pick up a weight, you know, improve yourself. It's like that pretty much just puts it into perspective. And I'm like, okay, shut up, Eric. You know, like if something's going on, I'm like, there's so many people that have it worse out there. So that's why I tell people, you know, when, when they work with me, if it's in a fitness context, I'm like, that's, that's, that's right there. The example I use, I'm like, look at other people that wish they can just get out of bed and go do what you do. But yet you're complaining and you don't want to go do the work. So that's where I think just abundance is really key. Um, if I kept it in the context of fitness, but um, you know, when it comes to the scarcity mindset, I think that, you know, like Chris said, we're all kind of, ha we all have that scarce mindset, right? But if we're abundant every day and we wake up and appreciate those small little things that we have around us, what we've accomplished and give ourselves more credit, then I think that that will overlap that, that scarcity going forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And it's, you know, the clients, are, they're complaining because they can't squat 200 pounds. It's like, yeah. but you're strong. You can walk. It's like, look, yeah, you know, look, there's a great line from Tony Robbins. He says, uh, ex, you know, what is it? Uh, exchange your ex- expectation with appreciation. Yep. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that one. Because it's just like, you're right, man. Like, look how much we have. Look how much we've got access to instead of like, you know, I'm expecting this or I'm trying to match my life to someone else's life. Uh, it's a great, great line. Yeah. Thank you. Cool, cool guys. Um, anything else to add kind of before we wrap it up or anything else? You, and uh, you can tell us about kind of any offers you got or how we get in contact with you, um, either via website or I know you guys have a book out there. So feel free to share and kind of talk about any, any of those things you got going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess one of my closing thoughts, one of my closing like kind of statements I want to just kind of give <laughs> to the listeners is just always play big, you know, play bigger in life. You know, um, the worst thing for me, what I fear most is, you know, being mediocre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have to understand that in, in this life that we're given, right, we are the narrators of our own book. And you can't let anybody else be the narrator of your story, of your journey. You're the only one that's writing this book. You're the one writing every page, every sentence, every chapter. And if you look at it like that and approach your life of living a life we're telling a story about, as opposed to just going through the motions, man, you're going to play so much bigger in life going forward. Love it. Love it. Be the narrator. That's, that's a, <laughs> stealing that too. <laughs> Man, how am I supposed to top that? I don't know if you can, but you're, <laughs> you're, but you're enough, you know, so. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let Eric close it with that. That was really strong, but no, um, if you guys are interested in getting in contact with us, um, you know, if you're um, a gym owner, fitness enthusiast, uh, fit pro, check us out, um, dynamic duo training forward slash fit And we have a lot of resources on there for people like that. And then, um, if you guys want to pick up a, a copy of our book, um, it's uh, the new era of fitness.com. So you can find us there and all other social media handles, Chris and Eric Martinez. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks guys. I really appreciate getting a couple bros together to talk about self care and self love and starting to change that narrative. You know, that is, that is our life and is the, the future of health and wellness where we're, where we're taking things. So, Really appreciate your time and your energy. And uh, I, I know I got a ton of value just from talking to you guys for 30 minutes. So really appreciate it. And uh, we'll stay in touch and keep keep connecting up. Absolutely. Hey, thanks again for having us, man. I love what you're doing. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. Virtual fist pump. <laughs> Later, man. Peace.